Welcome, Tanya, and thank you for agreeing to be on my podcast. I'm quite excited about the conversation we're about to have. So I don't know if you want to break the ice and kick us off and just tell us a little bit about yourself and then give a brief overview of what it is that you actually do. We'll obviously kind of delve a little bit more in detail, but how did you how did you end up doing what you're doing right now? <laughs> Okay, so first of all, hello, and thank you so much for having me. Sure. I'm also very excited. <laughs> so my name is Tanya Kostantini-Zimmermann from Rainbow Alchemy, and I work with people all over the world to bring joy, transformation, and new possibilities into their life. And I do that by using a variety of tools, and um, we're going to talk about that in a little moment. I've been doing that for the past 15 years. And uh, before that, I've, I, I'm a traveler, um, been in so many different countries and done so many different things. And there came a point in my life where I was like, okay, something has to change. And I started uh, discovering meditation and energy healing, things like Reiki and so on. And that was uh, in a very short amount, I think within a month, my whole life turned around. And I was like, okay, I want to do something that actually contributes to people something that, that empowers them, something that uh, makes them have the life they desire rather than the drudging on and uh, buying into the, you know, we have to do, we must do certain things and life has to look a certain way and uh, kind of uh, not having so much fun with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense, right? Yes, yeah. Well, I think anyone who's worked a corporate job understands um you know exactly where you're coming from and it's really only and not that I was terribly unhappy working corporate but it's really only since I started doing my own thing and making my own rules that you know I've reignited the the joy inside um and many people have said that they can see the difference between corporate Megan and do your own thing, Megan. And uh, so maybe I don't understand the kind of uh, the depth to, to the same depth that you're speaking about, but I, I definitely understand the the concept of, of igniting joy and, and living to your kind of true authentic self. Um, it's so important. Otherwise, you're just miserable all the time. Exactly. And a lot of people think that's how life is supposed to be. You know, you go to a work, to a job that you don't really like and you're busy and stressed and maybe not feeling very well. And uh, you take your two holidays a year and that's about it. And you yeah. do that, you know, uh, yeah. till the end of your days <laughs> or you're working <laughs> towards a retirement goal or something like that. No, and that always felt very weird for me. And uh, um, um, certainly my choices were always more about, okay, exploring traveling experiences meeting people and not so much the career and yes I dipped into corporate life and and all kind of different industry like tourism and film industry and marketing and so on until I, I started the path I'm on now and um, it, it's beautiful to see the change in the world as well no? that that the, having joy suddenly is more talked about and becomes more acceptable and a lot of more a lot more people are following that yeah let's call it philosophy or approach um yeah i find it quite interesting and sorry now we're uh, we haven't even got past your introduction and i'm already going down kind of all these rabbit holes but um i find <laughs> i find it quite interesting how um you know if you read uh the news or watch the news on tv it's always this kind of doom and gloom and if you are unhappy in yourself you kind of buy into that but as soon as you find joy in what you do every day, 
uh, you tend to, your focus tends to shift and you find that people are friendlier and that you, uh, that you're happier and that you are attracting more kind of uh, happiness and excitement and things that you love into your life rather than kind of focusing. And I don't necessarily know if it's like the law of attraction or whatever. I know that, um, who was it that had that book? like what 10 or 15 years ago the secret like the law of attraction mm -hmm. so i don't necessarily know if, if it's that but it's it's really reframing your your own perception on what life is giving you isn't it um or Absolutely. or am i am i wrong like this is this no. is a little bit outside of my comfort zone um so uh <laughs> you're, you're the expert very well and <laughs> you explained it very very well and exactly that's what it's all about right it's our it's the thoughts we think create our reality and it's also energy and vibration, right? So mm. that's my language, the, the energy and the vibrational <laughs> side of things as a sound healer, as an energy healer coach and so on. That, that's the, my language. So it's all about the vibration. So if you, if you enjoy, if you're in love, if you're, you know, if something makes you feel good, you, you are in a different frequency. Yeah. Let's yeah. use that word. And, and by that, like you just said, you attract different experiences than when you are in unhappiness um fear not feeling good that's a way lower frequency and then you attract more of that yeah yeah and understanding that is so so powerful right mm -hmm. because you can really turn your life around and uh, in every area and also in business i know we're talking business here today yeah yeah and uh, so, so it's it's really important in business as well, and to use that and to be aware of that. Mm. Now, um, again, this is now another. Before we get to the second question that I sent to you, um, <laughs> you now you're saying it about like fear and anger and so on, but um, a lot of kind of, to, for lack of a better term, and I really hate this term because some of it is a bit uh, kind of wishy washy, and some of it really is um, extremely helpful, but. Unfortunately, all these things are grouped under this one title of self-help. And, uh, you know, this kind of self-help um, culture uh, says that you mustn't feel these negative emotions. But it's still important to feel those negative emotions, because if you don't know what fear and anger feel like, you're not going to know what joy and happiness feels like. Absolutely. For, for claiming that you don't know a thing, you explained it really, really well. <laughs> just, just saying that, just a little invitation to stay out of that judgment. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. We live in a world of polarity, right? Mm. And, and one of the key things I also talk about a lot is actually to get out of that. But I agree, we need to experience it to know, right? To know, you know, you need happiness to know what unhappiness feels like, you know? Mm -hmm. Being healthy and unhealthy. Um, um, love and not love and, and all that, right? It's just that sometimes in, in our societies, it's a bit, um, this polarity is too much in the sense of there's a lot of judgment involved. And a lot of times that judgment is what creates a lot of the problems. Yeah, yeah. To, to just simplify the yes, concept. Yes, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> so, so the idea is to, to be in this in neutral space, right? Where you can really create, um, where you have infinite possibilities, where you can actually have choice mm. because at the end of the day it's a choice you choose right you choose what you think yes um, you choose what you believe and um this whole yeah i agree that what you said that it's all this self-help and it has also a little bit of a negative uh, 
um, spin to it often, no? Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, right? It is all about, and it's, it's not just self-help. It's about uh, taking care of your own energy and well-being. Mm. And, and that is, of course, the foundation for everything. Yes, yeah? of That's course. the foundation for your life and it's for your foundation for your successful business. Yes, um, yeah. You have to take care of yourself and more now more than ever, right? And, and, you know, we work so much and there is so much stress. So it's, it's really, it's more self-love than self-help. Yes. It's that's, that's a great way to kind of reframe it. Um, yeah. so, yeah. And, and quite necessary, right? It's not anymore a luxury like mm. it used to be. It is yeah. really like it is necessary. And especially if you run your own business. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you are your business. So it's yeah. super important that you take care of yourself on all levels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we've gone down that random little path, let's get this conversation back on track. So uh, during our initial <laughs> during our initial chat, you mentioned that you were a qualified life coach and you're now working with all kinds of things like uh, and some of them you've mentioned like sound therapy and uh, you you mentioned to me the the Hawaiian shaman shamanism um, mm-hmm. and uh, you've mentioned Reiki. So a lot of that is kind of leaning towards um the uh and again unfortunately there's like such a negative connotation with the word but the more like the more esoteric really feel free to jump in and tell me i'm talking nonsense so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, ki- you're you're kind of right yeah you're kind of right um so I've spent the last 15 years, right, um, doing lots of different trainings. I have different coaching qualifications of different styles and approaches, the same different energy healing techniques, different mm-hmm. sound healing stuff, um, all kinds of shamanism, cacao ceremonies, trance, then all sort of things, because that's, I love that, right? I love making those experiences and this has been a huge uh, growth journey for myself of course yes. but then also to pass that on to my clients and um, what I love that we have now the possibility to bring that also in all kind of areas even the corporate world is opening up and they bring sound healers in to do team events or oh, wow. you know the the, the the words start to 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 melt a little bit as people more and more understand what we just talked about that it is about energy that it is about our mindset right yeah and that it's actually not so woo-woo mm, mm. let's say that <laughs> yeah. not in, like 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 it used to be no um i remember when i started uh, with reiki you know which is i think the most commonly known energy healing technique yeah nobody knew that um i was living in the uk and it was all like "Ooh, you're weird no don't talk about this kind of stuff (laughs) and now now most mainstream um magazines have an article about meditation about reiki about this kind of thing so it's it's becoming more and more mainstream and it's of course a joy to see that no that it becomes more that the words start to to um to fuse more Mm. Yeah, and um, because it is really not that this is the one world and the other, and you can either be in one or in the other. It is really about balancing everything. Yeah, um, well, it's like really everything in life. It's it's you know? shades of grey, isn't it? It's uh, like you say you said earlier about um, you know the polar opposites. Um, it's life is not black and white. It's about grey, and uh, and uh, if something's going to help you, um, why do you have to feel? that you can't talk about it. You, you know what I mean? It's the same. And, you know, uh, 
I was chatting to someone recently about mental health and about, you know, depression and anxiety, and there's still such a stigma attached to that. So if you suffer from depression, it, you can't tell people that you're on an antidepressant because now you've been kind of stigmatized and like this person is a little bit crazy and cooked. And I think that um, in, in some ways it's uh, looking after your mental health, whether it is taking an antidepressant that's prescribed over the counter, or if it's going for a Reiki session, if you're finding um, you know, healing in that, and and that thing is helping you. Then why should it be kind of stereotyped or whatever the story is? You know, absolutely, absolutely. And and again, it's such a joy to see that more and more people speak out about that. You mm. know, and there is still a stigma, but it's way better now than it used to be. You know, and 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 that gives me kind of hope. No, in the direction. <laughs> In the direction we're going, no, as these things become acceptable to be talked about. And yeah. um, I love that, you know, employers start taking care of their employees, no, and offering all kind of, of support, you know, and that includes anything directed at mental health and the physical well-being. And, and again, I know that, you know, some businesses bring in healers or massage therapists and so on. And, and that's wonderful to see, you know, that that acceptance yes and um and and again that taking care of of oneself that's so mm. important yeah um, now i don't know if you want to maybe just delve a little bit into uh what it is that you're focused on now before we get to the business stuff um you you mm -hmm. mentioned that you have got a program for women uh, specifically who uh, are, are looking to attract their um ideal life partner into their lives um why why women specifically and uh kind of maybe just talk us through that and how it kind of fits in obviously it's not the only thing that you do but uh, that's what you're focused on right now so do you want to kind of dive into that and, and tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get sure. to the the boring business stuff just now uh, it's not boring <laughs> with me don't you worry don't you worry <laughs> so sure so so why women well it's something um that that just happened <laughs> um that uh yeah over the past years uh, specifically a lot of women approached me and it started by working on confidence and you know bringing balance to the feminine and the masculine and showing up in your life and in your business as the person who you are and so on and then eventually last year a lot of those women were single and they said hey can't you do something about i want to meet my uh, my ideal partner and can't can't you help me with that and I said sure let's let's do something <laughs> around that and um I turned out to be my own best case study as I'm after 10 years single now in a happy relationship oh so. wow congrats <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> thank you and uh, since then since I'm in the love bubble as I like to call it um I, I those women have been flocking to me and everybody is like okay I want that too you know <laughs> So, so I work with them by, um, to remove anything that's still in the way, right? You know, some, some women have uh, done a lot of work on themselves already and it's still not happening or they still attract the guys or women who are not attract, available or don't, are not attracted to them and so on. So I come in and I combine all the tools that I have in my suitcase okay. and, um, remove anything on an energetic level, on an emotional, on a mental level. And I even bring the sound healing in so that they can start vibrating at the frequency of love. And oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we get, it's like setting the foundation to really clear out and be ready and available. 
Okay. So Fantastic. that can be seen and found. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, how is that going? Because, again, we're talking kind of mainstream and we've, we've kind of spoken a little bit about how, um, you know, we, we're shades of grey. And that what you're doing might sound really weird to some people, but it's obviously working and you've got a, you've carved a niche for yourself. So um, how is business going? You, you, uh, you've said earlier that you've been quite busy the last couple of weeks and um, you know, you, you're redoing your website and all that kind of thing uh, to change the focus and, and clarify the message. So how, how is that actually going for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going. It's early days. So this p specific program, I've been talking about this since the beginning of the year, so six months now, and it's spreading the word. It's also quite a sensitive topic, right? It's not... Mm. Um, so I do a lot of networking. That's how we met, yes, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's usually, you know, in that business environment, it's it's not everybody, not everyone shouts, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for a partner. It's, it's quite a personal, a personal thing, no? Yeah. Or I had, or I had people who said, oh, I know somebody, but how do I tell them that they should talk to you, <laughs> no? Without yeah. offending them. It's, it's, delicate it's delicate so it's a lot of word of mouth and for me it's just yeah having opportunities like today with you to talk about it so people know i exist yes and, yeah i'm um, spreading the word and um knowing that this possibility exists and that there's a different approach because um, a lot of people don't think about that yes you know? a lot of yeah. people it's a typical like oh i really want to be in a relationship i don't know what else to do <laughs> and um, and sometimes it just needs a little bit of tweaking and a little bit of of looking at certain things. Yeah. And yeah, to make it happen. Cool. So how have you gone about positioning yourself in the market? Because like like we said, this is a very niche thing. It's a very personal thing. So it's not like you're going to go on LinkedIn necessarily and run an advert like uh, you know, attract your your perfect partner. I mean, you you LinkedIn is a more of a business platform so you might look at having a business angle attract your your ideal uh business partner maybe um so how have you gone about actually positioning yourself in the market with such a specialized unique product or service Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so i am actually on linkedin and i still say attract your ideal partner <laughs> but um, um for me it's a lot it's facebook it's talking to my existing contacts uh making them aware right mm. and and like i said spreading word of mouth and it's um networking i find networking really good because yeah. that gives me the opportunity to meet people talk a bit more about it and and that seems to be working the best at the moment yeah cool. and podcasts and things like that yes, really, yeah. really like kind of spreading the word yeah i see that you uh last friday did a facebook live um so are you just kind of reaching out and trying to be on other people's platforms um exactly you... so ideally people who have access to women um or an interesting interested audience mm. yeah awesome obviously working as a small business, you obviously don't necessarily have the resources of these very large corporate firms. So um, you, this is obviously, this particular program is now your main focus, but it's part of your entire service offering. So what if you had to put on the back burner or kind of even given up to focus on your current offering? Was it kind of a natural thing that you were like, well, this is where the business is heading. Let's see where this goes. Or was it a more kind of conscious decision? People are asking me for this. Uh, let me see what I can produce. 
but I can't keep all these balls in the air. I'm going to have to put something down in order to focus on this. How, how did this kind of all come about? And, and um, how have you structured your business to deal with this particular demand in the product or the service? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I've asked really the same question about three times in a different way. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. So, so um, yes, usually those things come about quite naturally. So over the last years, I've had lots of different kind of incarnations when, when there was a demand for a certain thing. So also as I've lived in different places, different countries, you know, different things were more in demand than others. So I, I'm always pretty in the flow and fluid with mm -hmm. my offerings and um, with what happened now with this program, but also with everything that happened over the past year in the world, right? I kind of had to reinvent my business completely. Yeah. Um, because I live in the Canary Islands, which uh, belong to Spain and on a small island. And you, I usually do also some personal work, one-to-one -one work or group work or events and so on. And um, in favor of this new program now, I've kind of stopped doing all of that in order to really just focus on my online offerings mm -hmm. and, and becoming international. So, so that was what I had to leave a little bit more of the in-person work. Um, as as the island is so limited in a way, and yeah. I rather focus on 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 the world, you know, yes. and reach out there, and and do that, like I said, through networking. What was interesting was that for the first time, actually, now I'm combining everything. So rather than before, I would say, okay, I offer energy healing, I offer coaching, I offer sound healing, and so on. Now it's like you get it all in one package and it's really like looking at what that person needs in that moment so it's yeah. not so much like okay you want me as a coach or you want me as this and that it's, it's all combined which in a way feels really good because it gives me more freedom it's easier that way yes. yeah. yeah yeah and it's greater for my clients as well because yeah they have access to everything yes yeah <laughs> you still do the uh kind of individual things or, or maybe not so much now i mean you can't necessarily do reiki digitally you know, um, of so course. Of course you, can. you can really yes. Yes. <laughs> energy, energy healing is totally possible by distance. Okay. Yeah. Ba based on the, on the concept that we're all connected. It's all energy. I can okay. totally feel your energy now via our conversation. And so that's beautiful because it's possible. Yeah. Distance. Well, you see, I have learned something new today. Um, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> Now, um, just that's that's a great kind of segue into my next question. There is obviously a link to personal energy and the energy you have in your business, um, mm -hmm. or even other aspects of your life. But let's let's focus on business. So perhaps if using the word energy is a little bit out there for some people, you could say passion or focus. Um, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to use the word energy, and. I've just realized that a lot of these questions, I'm like, oh, no, this is also weird and esoteric. I really don't mean, uh, I don't mean it like that as well, because I really do believe in um, in energy. And, and if you don't, if you've ever walked into a room where two people have just had a fight, you can't tell me that there's not some kind of feeling there, that you can feel the energy that's just, you know come from that fight absolutely you know. and, and you took my you took my example out of my head because oh. i was just like when you explain <laughs> yeah. it i would have said that yeah so <laughs> um so to get back you know uh, a previous guest 
has said that professionalism is pitching up and doing what you need to do, even on days when you don't feel like it. And that can also be kind of linked back to energy within your business. So could you delve into a little bit how your personal energy and your business energy is linked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting point of view, what that person said. I, I might have a, li- a little bit of a different spin on that. Okay, okay. please feel free to dismantle. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's just my interesting point of view, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so, so first of all, yeah, I mean, personal energy and business energy are, of course, uh, linked, right? Especially if you run a small business, especially if you are a one man or one woman show, you know, then, of course, that's super, super related. And um, a lot of people seem to forget about the energy bit in their business, mm. right? And um, a lot of people forget that, no, because mm. the business is often done with the mind, with the logic. Right. And yet energy is such an important part. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you when you work with people, when you encounter your clients, because uh, I think it's 93 percent of communication, which is nonverbal. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Um, you, I, I act like I didn't know that, but that actually rings a bell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The percentage is quite high. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yet and especially for you, you are a copywriter. Right. So, so, but um but uh, yeah, so it's nonverbal. So that's the body language and so on. But there is also the energy part in it, mm. right? And so by energy, I mean, what's another word? A frequency, a vibration, like you just said, the thing that you pick up when you walk into a room, mm. right? Whatever word you want to use for that. Yes. Yeah? That, yeah. that kind of that, yeah, that when you have a conversation with somebody and they might use the right words and explain something and yet you feel like there's something off. Yes. They are not in alignment. Yeah. yeah. Where that I would call it their energy is not in alignment with their words. Yeah. And it's kind of like that sixth sense. Like you, you can tell someone's yeah. lying, but you can't kind of figure out why, or, or somebody makes you feel uncomfortable and you can't quite figure out what it is about them that's it's making like, you feel it's like the intuition no, yes, another yeah. word for that is intuition yeah right and again a lot of uh, so much more people now talk about that no successful business people talk about you know how they rely on their intuition so it's mm. definitely one of the skills people are really interested in developing and we all have that right it's just a matter of of tapping into that yes and, and also using that in a business sense not just in your personal life yeah so yeah say. So it's super, super important, right? Um, because it can also help you to guide and um, to guide yourself and your decision-making process. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said earlier, you know, the, the whole energy, your own energy levels are so, so important um, in order to have a successful business. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always like to give the example um, about, for example, when you start a meeting with somebody, no matter if it's in person or virtual, um, do you ever ask yourself, what's your intention for that meeting? Do you set an intention? Do you have a, or do you just go in and go like, okay, I have these expectations and I want to do this? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a great way to get in touch with the energy, you know, to say, hey, okay, so I start a meeting. For example, I always say, you know, I personally do that and I tell that to my clients. Um, I ask, okay, what contribution can I be to that person? What contribution can that person be to me? Mm, mm. and and then you also meet on on a different level as well yes yeah more not just the mind level but also the heart level yes yeah that's that's a great way to actually go into meetings because 
Look, I mean, working in the corporate world, I was in meetings all the time. Um, but I found it particularly bad now with everything having moved online. You go to a networking event or uh, you, you have a meeting set up, somebody introduces you to someone like we were. Um, Roy obviously introduced us. Uh, and, you know, have this conversation and you kind of don't really know what you're getting yourself into. But what I've found particularly annoying in the digital world is that as soon as you have a meeting and it's not everyone, um, but more often than not, people try and sell you something during the conversation. Um, and it's that going in with that mindset, I believe, is kind of it detracts and it, it kind of sucks the the energy out of that meeting because they're only there to try and sell you something. They're not there mm -hmm. to try and build a relationship or anything like that. And uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that uh, a business is built purely on relationships. Um, if you've got good, strong relationships with your network, you, you're going to have a good, strong business. So um, yeah, uh, I, that's a great way to uh, kind of set an intention before you go into your meeting. Um, yeah, and have that curiosity, you know, because I totally agree what you just described. You no, know, that's this kind of yuck energy. You no, know? that's like, I wouldn't want to hang around that energy. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and um, so so by just being open and being curious and listen to the other person and have a genuine interest no? and, and finding out about the person, uh, mm, mm. That, that totally changes that. And then you can establish that kind of relationship. So, yeah. Yeah, just ask, what contribution can I be and what can they be to me yes, and my yeah. business? And that yeah. kind of creates a nice space of exploration, <laughs> I find. <laughs> so um, that's one way uh, to kind of increase positivity in your business. Um, is there something that we could all be doing in addition to that? Um, you know, now that's obviously when you're interacting with other people. Is there something that you can do every day? to pitch mm -hmm. up and needs to be, you know, and do what needs to be mm -hmm. done, even on the days that we don't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, I'm, that's sticking me a little bit because I'm very much um, in, in favor of, uh, so bringing the joy into everything, right? Mm -hmm. So so yes, of course, a business has also the sides which maybe we don't enjoy so much, you know, like admin or bookkeeping or yeah. I don't know, whatever, you know, we all have our little <laughs> things. And um so, so, but how can you make that fun, right? Even if you have to do the bookkeeping, you know, yes. how can you make that fun so that you have more joy with that? And then on the other side, I'm also a big fan of um, knowing your own rhythm. Yeah. Let me explain what I mean by that. So we're mm -hmm. all different. Yeah. So, so what works for me doesn't have to work for you and not for the third person. Right. And the really big thing is to, to get to know yourself and know when is your high productivity time? Mm. When is your creative time? And, and really, you know, maybe spend a week or a month or so to, to jot that down and say, hey, at eight o'clock, I'm always super on top of things. So, you know, and I've had so many clients who started uh, listening to that. Mm. They're in mm. a inner rhythm or cycle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And have shifted their workday around. And then I'm just putting this in as a side note. Then as women, we obviously have our monthly cycle. And mm -hmm. as weird as that might sound, there's a huge potential to use that for our life and our business mm -hmm. by knowing 
you know, again, when is our outgoing time, you know, mm -hmm. when is our, the time where we retract and so on. Yeah. And, um, but then, so we have, as women, we have the monthly cycle and then everybody, men, women, we have our daily cycle. Mm -hmm. And to become aware of that and to know and then maybe schedule your, your commitments accordingly, that can make a huge shift. I've yeah. seen that in my clients' lives, you know, um, I had a woman who said, uh, okay, I discovered that between eight and 10 is my productive time. And um, so she, that's now her time. She locks herself in with no phone, no social media, and she creates and, and gets the admin done. And then from 10 till 12, she has her client meetings. And then again, in the afternoon, you know, that's when she says, oh, that's when I'm best at networking. So she's looking for afternoon networking opportunities. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. And, yeah. And, and, and that's different for everybody, but that can make such a big difference, being mm. aware of that. To really what is your own rhythm or those people who say they work the best at night well if you can you know then then switch your your working style around yes yeah well where possible because obviously in the corporate world um you know you're yes. expected to pitch up eight to five or whatever although now um I, i've been reading a lot of articles about um this kind of hybrid workplace that has come out of uh covid19 where people might might, depending on the company, uh, be able to have a little bit more flexibility in their um, in their workday. But uh, I must say, it is it is a lot easier to to have that flexibility in your own business. But you're also still confined by the availability of people in the hours that you're actually operating. So um, I mean, true. yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I very much my my kind of rhythm is that. I do any kind of really creative work in the morning when I'm fresh mm -hmm. because by midday I've kind of run out of steam and then that's when I have to do admin and um and that kind of thing my I've depleted my energy level in terms of okay. creating so yeah I I very much but believe But you're aware in, of it which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah yeah. I have kept you on the line besides that little interruption with the dogs um, for, for almost 45 minutes. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to end off with a quick fire round. I call it the quick fire round because it's five short questions, but you can feel free to go into as much detail as you want with the answer. So the first question, define success. Ah, that's such a good one. It's such a challenging <laughs> one. So success, success. Um, we can also, of course, split that down no? in all areas of life. But like as a general, I would say success for me is to to be to have the possibility to do what I love whenever I choose to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, be a contribution to people and the world at large and be surrounded by the people I love and who love me in return. That's awesome. I love answering. Uh, well, I love. I don't love answering that question. I hate answering that question. I love asking the question and hearing other people's answers because not a single person has said anything uh, kind of materialistic. Um, it's all kind of been along the same lines as you. Uh, so uh, it's it's. I love on, uh, asking that question. It's, yeah. it's and of it's, course it includes. You know, if I say I have the possibility to do whatever I love whenever I do, that implies you know that I have the means to do that. You yes, know, it might be travel or this or that. That's, yeah. that's kind of implied in it, no? But yes, it's, yeah, yeah. It's more of an overall, yeah, <laughs> description. Awesome. <laughs> 
All right, second question. Um, how do you usually start your day? Is there a kind of specific routine which you believe contributes to your day being successful? Mm-hmm. Or productive? So I'm not a big routine lover, right? I like variety. <laughs> um, in case you haven't noticed. And, <laughs> um, but I start usually with meditation. Um, different kind of meditation. It might be I live right by the beach, a sunrise walk, you know, to just get my head clear, to be in stillness, mm. um, connect with nature, uh, tune in, check in with myself. That's kind of how I start every day. And I find that very beneficial, kind of okay. align my energy, so to speak, for the yes. day ahead. Yeah. Um, what is your feeling on these kind of meditation apps? Because there's quite a lot of them. And I used to use one um, and uh, I found it helpful, but I also found it quite restricting because, you know, you're kind of tied into the idea of what a meditation should be um i think it was quite useful getting started but i've since stopped you know people think meditation is like sitting cross-legged on the floor uh you know lotus position and um you know emptying your mind and all that kind of thing um but i do something now which i call my meditation time which is really not if you had to look it up the the definition of meditation and dictionary mine's completely different like i'll sit outside in the garden with a beer and just enjoy the sounds of nature and just kind of not think about anything specific and that to me kind of still fits that meditation uh definition um, because I'm kind of spending time with myself and getting in touch with myself, etc. But it's, you know, especially when you add alcohol to the mix, people kind of freak out a little bit about that. So um, how, how, you know, in terms of meditation, um, how, if people want to get into it, uh, how would you yeah. recommend they start going about it? Yeah, I, I think um, there's so many ways. And again, there's no right and wrong way, right? I love that there's so much variety out there and there's mm. so many different types of meditation and what that can mean. Yeah. And everybody has to find what works for them. And some people find one thing and stick with it forever. Um, like <laughs> I just said, I, I vary always because otherwise I get bored, right? Yes. Um, but what you do for me qualifies at, at, as meditation, you know? Mm. Um, and um, for me, it's walking, right? Can, uh, walking meditation. Meditation is whenever you're present with yourself. Mm. Yeah. So some people uh, find cleaning their house meditative or washing up or ironing, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, for me, it's nature is a big part of that, mm. connecting with nature, being in nature. But it is whenever there's lots of breathing exercises that you can do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the apps, um, I understand what you're saying about the restrictiveness. Mm. but i think if you're just starting and you have no idea what to do it's maybe nice to have like a guided meditation or or something not to just start until until you can freestyle it yes yeah, yeah. That you have somebody guiding you the same there's lots of free um breathing apps out there all kind of different breathing styles from pranayama to uh, yeah so many yeah. Um, sound healing, right, is a form of meditation. Mm, yeah. mm. For example, I have two little recordings that people can listen to either in the morning or in the evening. You know that, and and they don't have to do nothing, anything. They just listen to the sounds. No? Yes, there's yeah. so many ways out there, and a lot of free stuff is available. And so, if anybody's interested, I just encourage them 
browse around and see what resonates with you. Yeah. And yeah. whatever you find is not set in stone, right? If it's the thing for this week or for today, okay. And then experiment until you find what works for you. Yeah. Um, because I agree with, like, I'm not a cross-legged sitting still person. That's not, I'm a very active person. <laughs> yeah. the, but you can meditate by movement. Yeah. You can, like I said, meditate by walking. So there's, yeah. To, yeah. To, my invitation is always to get out of this whole, like, oh, it has to be a certain way. Yes. Yeah. And, and rather find what works for you. Yeah. And explore and play with that. I think as humans, and I think it's one of the big kind of drawbacks of being a modern human is that we have this need to like segregate and label things. And if you're not following these, the set of rules, you're not doing it right. So, um, yeah, um, it's refreshing to hear that you don't necessarily have rules attached to what no. qualifies as meditation. Um, no. And then well. I just thought I'd share this with you because um, you, you mentioned um, – about, you know, some people find cleaning like a meditation. I don't know who those people are, but um, I have this little book called A Monk's Guide to a Clean House and Mind. Um, ah. And um, he, yeah, he kind of relays how cleaning can be a form of meditation. So <laughs> I, I should read that book because I haven't really reached that stage yet. <laughs> no, um, I read the book and I got kind of into it because, you know, then I was washing windows because the windows of your house are like the eyes to the soul and so on. And um, I mean, to wash windows every week, holy cow. Um, that's... <laughs> Come and visit me, please. Come no, I don't, I don't. You can barely see out my windows at the moment. Um, but anyway, <laughs> It's an interesting point of view, but yeah, yeah, it works for some people. <laughs> Moving swiftly along before you enlist me to do house cleaning. Um, <laughs> what do you do when you're not working on your business? Is there a point where you're not really, because as a small business owner, I found there's always, business is always like near the top three things I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. No, rare. It, it, I have to make a really conscious effort to say, okay, I'm, I'm not working. I'm, I don't want to think about, you know, anything. But then again, usually, so I spend my time in nature, I would mm. say, when I'm not busy. I live on this beautiful island. So there's a lot of the beach <laughs> and the mountains and all that. So whenever I can and not work, I, I try to be outside. Yeah. And finally enough saying, and then I make a conscious effort and I put my phone off, you know, and I say, okay, I'm not working, but that's when I have my best ideas, of course, right? Yes. When I'm somewhere in nature, <laughs> but but the focus is on the on the recharging, no, mm -hmm. and and being in touch and and yeah, just enjoying all that and recharging my battery, and um, yeah, that's when the ideas then usually come. Yes, uh, it's Way amazing. Than when I focus on and say, "Oh, today's I have to create something." That never yeah. works for me. <laughs> um, I I find the same thing, and that's why I go and sit outside in the garden because as soon as you start relaxing, these ideas start coming, and it's become well, you know, maybe not a routine, but uh, you know, if I really want to think of something very creative, that's part of my creative process now is going to sit outside and just do nothing for half an hour or whatever um obviously not during work time i'm working in work time um oh, <laughs> because I want to be a good 
girl, right? Uh, yes, yeah, you know, my really clients listen to this. So, um, you know, I'm not <laughs> no. sitting outside drinking beer during the workday. But, um, uh, but yes, uh, you know, I find as soon as you... <laughs> busted. <laughs> as soon as you get outside away from your computer, you know, it frees up your mind to be more creative. Mm-hmm. No. And I just want to, because you said sitting there not doing nothing or not doing anything you said yeah and 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 what if that's not true because you're doing something you're recharging and you're taking care of yourself yes okay fair enough fair enough that's a little (laughs) reframe there right because that's what a lot of people think oh i'm doing nothing that's not productive time no 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 i i would i would uh, argue with that and say it's actually super important assists your productivity and so on yeah so I just Uh, wanted to throw that in there (laughs) I actually um you know I'm I'm almost 40 but I still play with Lego and I find I I built it it's not in in the study it's in it's in the sitting room but I built a little car um on Sunday on Sunday morning I sat and I played with Lego and it's just getting out of that um you know you think about work you have to clean the house you have to make dinner that little thing sitting and building a Lego car is just so disconnected from everything that I do every day. And I find it really relaxing enough. You know, I find that I'm energized after doing these random things. So yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. We haven't <laughs> talked enough about joy today, I think, you know, yes, no, for sure. Bring, bringing that in or bringing that playfulness in and so so the invitation to everybody who listens to this right so what's your thing find your thing what brings you joy what connects you with your inner child and even though it might seem totally disconnected from your business or everything else yeah know that whatever you do it is still a contribution and it's still doing something and yeah, yeah. helping the big picture it's well it's like that saying um i don't know it was uh it's, it's it goes along the lines of um all work and no play makes jack a dull boy um yes. you know you have to disconnect from work at some stage even if what you're doing outside of work feeds back in you know through your creativity that you or, or the stillness of your mind you know to make big decisions or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome Little, I love it. <laughs> Right. Uh, if all the books in the world had to spontaneously combust except for one, what would that book be and why? I've been thinking about that for the last week, right? Yeah. Because that question was like, I love reading. I love my books. I, I'm grateful for electronic devices where I can have 200 books in one go with me. Mm-hmm. And now you say pick one, right? <laughs> oh. No pressure. <laughs> Oh, pressure. So you know what? In the end, because then I thought, oh, and then I'm on the island. So it's a book I want to read again and again and again. Mm -hmm." So, okay. Uh, Drum rolls, please. Yes. My book is (laughs) Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, totally. Right. Totally unexpected. Not a business book because I thought, well, it's a book I love to read over and over again. And it reconnects me with the sense of adventure and that taking risks you know is, yeah. is exciting and that being different and thinking different is also yes. okay yeah so so that's my choice that's awesome <laughs> I find Alice in Wonderland is also one of those books that you know there's m- multiple layers to the story you can read it superficially for the story of Alice that goes to Wonderland or you can read it on this really deep level yeah uh, I suppose we, we've got kind of four minutes before we hit an hour so let's not get into that but uh, I, that's a great okay. choice I yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome 
Right. Final question. Um, if you could impart one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? Hmm. Also a really good one. Be yourself and hmm. really follow your heart and follow what brings you joy and not what other people tell you you should do and how you should do it and so on. So yeah. trust, trust your own heart and follow that. Yeah. That's difficult advice, I think, for a 20-year-old to to take uh, to hear um not not many 20 year olds are and i'm thinking of myself when i was 20 um not me i was not ready to hear that because you know it's all about conformity and finding your place in the world i but i've seen 20 year old who have been raised with that message mm. and and they found their way let's say like that <laughs> uh, uh, they found they found it way quicker yeah. Right, right. Because I kind of knew what I wanted, but then I had all the oh, you should do this, and no, you can't do this, and no, 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 and I went down a road, you know, which yeah was a detour, not to to doing what I actually yes, yeah, love doing and what I'm doing now. Yeah. So, um, has that road not kind of given you a unique perspective though on what you're doing now? Totally, if, if, totally. If, I mean, every experience, of course, is is part of the package, no, and and. Uh, it's, it's like I call it the school of life, no? yeah. the university of life, which everything happens for a reason. And, every, you know, from even the most what we would call insignificant, you know, experience, mm. we've always learned something, no, which, of course, contributes to who we are now. Yes. And what yeah. we do and the way we do it. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I think, yeah. Especially nowadays, I think I think you know the youngsters. Oh, I call them the youngsters. Makes me sound really old. Um, oh, yeah. um, they, 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 yeah, it's different. It's different. Mm. But I love how empowered often they already are. And I agree. I wouldn't have, you know, twenty years ago, it would have been different. But I think nowadays the world has changed, and there is a level of empowerment around mm. even with young people. Which I agree. Are really, uh, I adore it. I love it to see it yeah. like that. Um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. This has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so I'm going to let you go because I'm sure that you have clients to um, realign and help and etc. cetera. So um, I, I'm not sure on the technical terms of your industry. So, you know, help people. I call it, I play with them. I okay, well, very unconventional. <laughs> I play with my clients. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> there needs to be more play in the world, I think. That's Definitely. great. So um, where can people get hold of you? You're obviously, you, you mentioned you're on LinkedIn. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. uh, your Facebook stuff. Um, yeah, where... it's Rainbow Alchemy. So it's uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's all Rainbow Alchemy. Okay. And um, my website is currently being redone, but it's... Uh, uh, rainbow-alchemy.com awesome um and yeah uh any parting words <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much thank you very much i i appreciate you taking the time tanya and this has been great um i uh, i've really enjoyed our conversation and Me like too, i say too. i've i've learned a, a couple of new things during the course of this conversation so thank you very much for Let's for sharing your wisdom <laughs> And yeah, um, I'm sure that we'll be in contact in the future. Maybe we can even do this again at some stage. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Thank Tanya. You. Have a good one. Thanks, you too.
follow the business of podcast on my website megamillist.com or wherever you get your podcasts subscribe to the youtube channel at megamillist connect with me on linkedin megan darcy m-e-g-a-n-d apostrophe a-r-c-y chat soon